yourself for the only talk radio show you'll want to turn up. Crank this thing. Sirius XM Pandora presents the place where your hard rock and metal voice can still be heard. You got your ass, babe. Unfiltered, uncensored, say whatever you want. Hit the record button. Anything can happen, you know. I know that ain't nobody out there came to be mellow tonight, now did you? I say, I say there ain't nobody. I say there ain't nobody not out there that even wants to be a little bit mellow. Now is there? Anybody wants to get mellow, you can turn around and get the fuck out of here, all right? This is the Trunk Nation Podcast, Podcast. with host Eddie Trunk. Hey everybody, what's up? It's Eddie Trunk and welcome to another episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. New episodes every Thursday on all your major podcast platforms. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss one and you never miss a newsmaking interview with your favorite rock or metal artists. Great to be with you again this week. As I tell you each and every week, every interview you hear on this podcast originated on my Sirius XM radio show which is called Trunk Nation and heard Monday through Friday live 3 to 5 Eastern, noon to 2 Pacific on Faction Talk. That's Sirius XM channel 103 and full shows, interviews, audio, video, more anytime you want on demand on the Sirius XM app. If you are in the U.S. or Canada and you're only listening to this podcast, you're only getting a tiny fraction of what I do on the radio each and every day. I hope you come on board and join me for Trunk Nation, the daily show, again on Faction Talk, Sirius XM, channel 103. Also a sixth Sirius XM show on Mondays on Hair Nation, so a lot to check out if you come on board and join us each and every day on Sirius XM. Be sure to follow me on social media at Eddie Trunk, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook page for info and updates. What we have for you this week on the podcast is an interview that actually happened uh, this week, earlier this week. Usually there's a two to three week lag before we get interviews on the podcast from the radio show, but wanted to kind of fast track this one a little bit. Given that this band's tour started yesterday, uh, yesterday, if you're listening to this on post day, which is Thursday. And these are two artists that are coming together to tour together for the first time in a while. Former and founding member of Dream Theater, drummer Mike Portnoy, and founding and current member of Dream Theater, John Petrucci. They are coming together to tour in support of John's latest solo record, which came out a couple years ago called Terminal Velocity. But due to COVID, they didn't have a chance to tour for it. And it's really significant and it's really interesting to see what's happened with Mike Portnoy, who, of course, is the other really key figure in the history of Dream Theater, with him and Petrucci being the two co-founding members. And obviously a very well-publicized split from Portnoy uh, with Portnoy from Dream Theater a number of years ago. And ever since, there's been this gradual coming together Uh, where Mike Portnoy played drums on Petrucci's solo record. Mike went to see Dream Theater play live for the first time ever since he was not in the band. And now Petrucci and Portnoy going out on tour together. Will it lead to anything more? Well, I ask that question and a whole lot more, including some talk about the fact that these guys will have their wives on the road with them Opening, uh, they are members. They will be members of the opening act 
which is reuniting an all-female metal band called Mean Streak that's going to be opening on the tour and how that all came about. So it's a great conversation. We also captured this on Zoom with video. So if you are a SiriusXM subscriber, you will be able to see some of this on the SiriusXM app sometime in the, near, in the uh, very near future. So I thought we'd get this on for you kind of quickly. The tour started with these guys uh, yesterday. Go to, your, uh, go to JohnPetrucci.com, see if there's a date coming near you. They will no doubt be playing some virtuoso instrumental guitar-based music on this current tour. And now you got Portnoy who, of course, is a virtuoso on the drums behind the kit. Really exciting time for Dream Theater fans, these two guys coming together and Mike really being on good terms with the whole band. Very, very cool to see. Here's how it all went down. Here's what's going on. Let's check in with those guys right now. Mike Portnoy, John Petrucci, this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. Enjoy. We now go to Zoom and welcome in two old friends. You know them both from their time in Dream Theater. One, of course, is still in the band. One is not, but they are reuniting to go out on tour for John Petrucci's solo tour, uh, which is coming up. Uh, John Petrucci with special guests Mike Portnoy and Dave LaRue, a tour that starts on Providence, Rhode Island in two days. And you can see all the dates at johnpetrucci.com. Joining me live right now is John Petrucci. JP, good to see you. What's up, Eddie? How are you, man? Good to see you. I'm doing well. Thank you. Deep in rehearsals. My brain is uh, scrambled at this point. <laughs> and uh, also, of course, uh, one of my best buds. Everybody knows him. Mike Portnoy is here, too. Good to see you, MP. Hey, buddy. My, my brain is uh, fried, so we have two different kinds of eggs. Yes. Fried, egg, fried brain and scrambled brain. Take exactly. your Exactly. Well, since we're doing this on Zoom, what I'm most looking at and intrigued is the beard game on both of you. Uh, mm. Now, John, you you actually you absolutely have him in length, but he may have you in color because he it looks like he's got a little blue in there. So what's going to is there going to be a beard battle throughout the tour? Definitely. In fact, I'm like, so I'm you see all that gray. Yeah. That's going to that's going to go away as of tomorrow. I'll get rid of all that. So my uh, beard game will be even better. Will you will you put some color in there like Mike or you just leave it one color? I, I can't compete with that. No, I'm all one color, but I well, do. T- technically, you are putting color in it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> N- not a, uh, not a primary color. <laughs> John, you actually don't. You actually sell some sort of beard grooming products. I do, and my beard smells wonderful right now. If you, Mike could attest, you could probably smell it from the other room. Um, I do. I have. So there's a company called Captain Fawcett. They're out of the UK. Um, and they make uh, men's grooming products, including beard oils and beard bombs and waxes. And we, we, I was a customer, and then we started this relationship. There was a guitar player there who's a fan, and we connected. And uh, they do signature products with other sort of celebrities and different people from the UK and barbers and tattoo models. And it's like, you ever do one with a musician? I mean, how many musicians have beards? You know, it's like like a no brainer. And so, yeah, we came up with something called Nebula and it's my line of uh, beard oil and beard balm and mustache wax. It's wonderful. We're going to actually going to be selling it at the uh, merch stands on my tour. Are you really? (laughs) Yeah, we are. Yeah. I was going to ask you where you, where people can get it so you can come to the shows and actually get it. 
They can. Yeah, you can you can go on captainfaucet.com and, you know, buy the whole line, but we're going to be selling it. I figured, you know, it's it's a very niche. Even though there's a lot of people that have beards, it's like not everyone's going to be buying beard oil. So. Right, right. <laughs> but it'll have be you, there. Have you talked to any other musicians like Zach or Scott Ian or anybody like that that might be interested in it? Anybody else on board with it? No, no, I haven't. I haven't. The, the funny thing is, uh, Dream Theater just we toured recently with Devin Townsend and his band. They, all these guys were from the UK, and they all had these big beards, including the crew and everything. And they, it's amazing how many guys have like beards but aren't into the the grooming part of it, like the whole culture and the oils and the like. They were just, beards, beards are usually for people that don't want to groom, right? Yeah, right, laziness. Right. Yeah, yeah no, I got some stubble all... right now. It's just laziness. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But once you get yeah, into I... the culture, man, it's big time. Yeah, I had Mike. Are you into the culture? Are you just lazy? No, I'm just lazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, well, John, let's talk about this a little bit. I mean, you and Mike initially reconnected because, for those that don't know, on your latest solo album, Terminal Velocity, Mike plays drums on the record. So yeah. I would imagine when you guys. You talked about going out and touring this record. Now that Dream Theater is on a break, it made sense to try to reconnect with the band that made the record in the studio if the schedule's lined up. Was it as simple as that? A hundred percent. That's exactly it. It's, you know, I this album came out two years ago, so I never got a chance to tour off of it. It was written during COVID. Once everything opened back up, Dream Theater was just up and running, and this got put on the back burner. But like you said, there was a hole in the schedule. I'm like... I want to plan a solo tour. And of course, immediately I'm like, the first person I'm calling is Mike <laughs> because he's going to be the busiest. And, you know, sure enough, he was ready and available, which was great. Cause you never know. You never know what Mike has, Mike's got cooking. <laughs> well, yeah, Mike, you've, you've been out quite a bit. Like, didn't you just do sons of Apollo, right? I did. Uh, so far I was out with uh, the Neil Morse band in, june i was out with transatlantic in july i was out with sons of apollo in august right and then i just played with metal allegiance at rock in rio in september so yeah i mean you know this whole year for me has been playing catch up for all the the covid touring that was like on hold so once the gates opened up you know all these bands are making up for lost time and and sure enough as john said you know we we made his album two years ago but never got to play off of it so even when we made it two years ago i told john look if you know if and when you want to play shows for this i'll i'll make sure i could do it so as soon as he hit me up and wanted to put something together for this window uh i you know immediately said yes and just have to make it work yeah it's amazing and dave larue of course i've been playing with him uh since i started doing any sort of solo music um back in 2001 so of course i called Dave and he was on board. So it's cool that Mike, me, Mike and Dave, the same trio that recorded this record um, are out on tour. So yeah, it's very cool. What was the biggest, so obviously making the record together is one thing working in the studio, but now preparing to go out on the road together, very different thing. Not only the the preparation, I would think just in terms of the musician end of it, but just personally, now you're going to go out on the road, you're going to share a bus, you guys are going out. So so what what's that experience been like you, John, to reconnect with Mike again on that level? It's great. I, I'm so looking forward to getting out there and touring again, spending time together. I mean, we're, we're already having fun. We've been rehearsing in the studio it's it's nice you know mike and i literally have not played 
live together in 12 years and we have not toured together. There was one point in our lives, a long point in our lives where we did everything together, obviously when he was in dream theater. So this is a great chance to reunite that way. And it, like I said, so far it's been so cool and so much fun. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Mike, you, uh, you looking forward to getting back into old antics and ball busting with John on the road again? Like when you guys did tour together all over the world for so many years, uh, what did were you close on the road? Did you guys hang out a lot yeah. together? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, twenty five years together in Dream Theater, and starting when we were teenagers in college. So, you know, not only is there the twenty five year history together in Dream Theater, but also our family histories, our wives. Well, that's a whole another topic that we'll talk about. But our yeah, wives yeah. are in a band together, and uh, you know, we met them at the same time and started dating at the same time and got married at the same time and had kids at the same time and. My daughter and John's daughter live together in Brooklyn. So, you know, you know, our lives are so intertwined on so many levels, even aside from Dream Theater. And then, of course, uh, we have Liquid Tension Experiment together as well. So, yeah, I mean, there is so much history, both past and present. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be great sharing a tour bus together for the first time in 12 years and sharing a dressing room together and, you know, just doing all that stuff that you do when you're on the road. And, you know, we haven't had that experience in uh, 12 years now. So it's definitely going to be a lot of fun. It's like a big giant family reunion for us. Yeah, totally. You can end sharing beard products together. <laughs> That's right. I'll have to, I'll have to uh, hit Mike to my, uh, my beard oil. <laughs> you can, yeah, you can share beard oil on the bus. That's uh, John, it. What are you going to play on the on these shows? Are you is, now? You have two solo records. The latest, yeah. which you said, is a couple years, but you really couldn't tour on that until now. So, right. set list wise, is it just the two solo records? Or are you gonna? Will you do a Dream Theater tune in there? What, what are you thinking? Well, my my uh, my thought behind this was as weird as this sounds. Even though I've done tons of G three tours with with Joe and everything like that, I've never actually done a, a headlining solo tour. Yeah, at 55, this is my first one. <laughs> so I, I uh, my mentality was like, I want to play my music. You know, I mean, yes, you're right. I could, we could sneak in Dream Theater stuff, Liquid Tension. We can have guests come up. We can do covers. There's all so many different ways to approach this. But I said to myself, if I'm going to do this, I just want to do my solo music. I've ne I never toured really officially on either record. So I'm, I'm going to play the songs. But what I did do, and what we have been doing this week is work out some sections in the music where we can do some free improvisation to kind of make the show different every night. Um, so even it, even though it is a selection of tracks from those two records, there will be moments that will be very unique to each night that people go to see the show. And it, they might end up being even like my favorite parts of the night because those improv moments are so cool. And Mike, for you, what are you most looking forward to about this? I mean, you're always on the road with so many different bands, but it just is it just the reconnection and playing with John again as a friend and a musician? Yeah, honestly, that it's it's about reconnecting with John and be, and playing on stage with John. You know, we've made two albums together over COVID between his album and the LTE album, but we haven't been on stage together. And you know, there's a chemistry between the two of us that that uh is is really special so i look forward to tapping into that and and once again it's a topic that we haven't talked about yet but it, we, sh we should you know our wives are going to be with us as well so it's going to be a lot of fun in that respect and also to be honest i look forward um 
to not having to make a single decision, you know, <laughs> everything else I do, you know, it, it's all the other bands and projects I do. There's a lot of responsibility that I carry, but in this case, I'm literally just a, a hired gun. I'm just John's drummer and I don't have to worry about anything. It all falls on his shoulders. So I just get to play drums, which, you know, to me is always a fun situation when I've done that with like Twisted Sister or Avenged Sevenfold. I really enjoy even the G3 tours I did with John. I really enjoy just being the drummer every once in a while and not having to worry about any of the other stuff. Yeah, you know, although Mike, did, he, Mike did help me with the set list a little bit the, the other day. So that was good. So I'll I'm here if you need me. <laughs> he's here if I need him. <laughs> you know there's no way he's staying in a backseat, John. You know there's you no know. way. He'll you be know, out listen. there selling merch for you. He'll be selling oh your God. beard oil. He'll be, <laughs> <laughs> He'll be telling funny. you what the set list should be. There's no right, you know, right. The the irony of all this that I'm thinking about though is Mike, one of the one of the reasons why you initially left Dream Theater is because you wanted to go and play with so many different people and have all these diverse experiences which you've had and the the full circle about that is one of the d- diverse opportunities is to come back around and right. play with John right. <laughs> as a solo <laughs> artist, because if you were still in dream theater, it would be, Oh, he's still playing with Petrucci. What's the big deal. Right. Right. So yeah. by doing what you did, it's become like, you know, it's, conti- it's completed a circle in a way, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It totally is full circle. It's fun too, Eddie. It, 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 like Mike said, there's such a chemistry when we play, you know, we just, we're playing these songs. Some of them we played together before when, when Mike and I toured on G3 back in the 2000s, early 2000s. But uh, there's even like endings of songs where we both know what he knows what I'm going to do. You know, I know what he's going to do. There's such a, such a history there that it's, it's already so much fun. We haven't even played one show yet, you know? So I love it. All right. Well, speaking of fun, you mentioned this a couple of times, Mike, and we should we don't want the wives mad at any of us. So we should make sure we mention this. <laughs> but the the opening act on all of these dates is for people in the New York area. You certainly will have remembered this band if you're around our age. But for those outside the New York area, maybe not. But an all female metal band that existed like I believe the mid 80s in the New York area called Mean Streak that both of your wives were members of. And um, Mike, why don't you pick it up? So they are reuniting and going out uh, on tour as the opening act. Talk about who's, it's obviously you and John's wife, but talk about the whole band and how the idea to do this came about. Is it just to keep the peace at home? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll let John answer that part, but as far as the history, I can give you that. I mean, back in the late 80s, uh, we used to see Mean Street all the time, like playing at Lemoore, opening for Anthrax and Overkill and Motorhead. I remember seeing Mean Streak all the time at Lemoore and Sundance and the Ritz. And um, I was friends with Yael, their drummer. And Yael uh, eventually introduced me and John to Marlene and Raina, the two guitar players. And long story short, you know, uh, we obviously uh, started dating and we all, we both got married and had kids. And, and uh, shortly after that as well, John Mayung began dating their bass player, Lisa. So, and they, they ended up getting married and having kids. So there's always been this, this, uh, this history, the story of the three guys from dream theater, marrying the three girls from mean streak. But after we married them, we, we got them pregnant and knocked them up and then they broke up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there was never a chance for them to like, uh, actually we did play together back in the late eighties, early nineties. We did play some shows together. Dream Theater was actually opening for them. Um, yeah. 
But, you know, I'm joking saying that we knocked them up and then they broke up. But that it is what happened in the early 90s. They eventually uh, split up and, you know, they're now reuniting 30 years later. And now that our kids are all grown up and out of the house, it's I guess the girls wanted to start playing together. And then John, uh, well, you could take it from here, but you you would, uh, gave them the opportunity, invite them to do the whole tour with you. Yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, I've been doing a couple of things with my wife, Raina. We did uh, we did this gu- guitar award ceremony thing that I, that I uh, uh, attended in um, Holland. And we got up and she played with me. And I do a guitar camp every year called John Petrucci's uh, Guitar Universe. And she was a guest instructor and we played, got up on stage and played Jessica. And so it, I've been wanting to do some more things with her. And she uh, was talking about Mean Streak reuniting. And this was before any of the tour had been planned. I said, listen, if I ever do a solo tour, you know, I'd love to have you guys open. She's like, great. And so when I knew I was booking the solo tour, I asked her and she was on board and, you know, here we are. It's a reality. So how long has it been since they actually played a live show? Um, They played a show in Brooklyn recently, just like a one-off. It was, uh, it was a show with a a couple of bands from the label. Was it mercenary Mike that they were on? Yeah. Sacred uh, was sacred oath and a couple of bands. Um, So they did that, uh, but they haven't, you know, I don't know. When's the last time they it's, actually played a show? It's been almost 30 years. I mean, mm. I think it was the late, it was the early 90s the last time they were playing. Right. So it's been almost 30 years since they played. And even that warm-up show in Brooklyn a few weeks ago, uh, Tina had an accident and they ended up doing the show instrumentally. So they have yet to perform with the five of them back on stage again. Wednesday in, in Providence will be the first time. Yeah. So the, so the band you were asking before, um, so my wife, Raina, and guitar Mike's wife, Marlene, on guitar. John Myung's wife, Lisa, on bass. The drummer is Jael, like Mike mentioned, and the singer, Bettina. She, she, so it's pretty much the original lineup. I think they had a different drummer in the very beginning, but um, they've had this lineup, you know, most the of cla- their time. It's the classic Mean Street It's the lineup. classic Mean Street lineup. <laughs> and they sound great. You know, they've been rehearsing. And it, it, it's so funny because when Mike and I were dating them, when we go to, like, watch them play and everything, they're a great band. It's total, you know, it's metal thrash, kind of like sometimes has a maiden vibe. Um, but they're great. And so, and as soon as they started doing this again, they were actually rehearsing at my house, at Mike's house. They kick in. It sounds like Mean Streak. You're like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember this, you know. Yeah, it's totally. Yeah. We're going to be partying like it's 1989. I, that's right. <laughs> they're going to bring like the metal to the show. Yeah, the, the, true, the true test is going to be me being on a bus with Marlene for six weeks. If I come <laughs> to this tour without getting divorced, it'll be a miracle. <laughs> if only Lemoore's yeah. were still open. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they were they were practically the house band at Lemoore. If you if you look on the early Overkill albums, I think the Taking Over album, Mean Streak is thanked on there. And I think Bobby Blitz even wrote who we've seen naked, you know, so they were they were like the <laughs> house opening band for Anthrax and Overkill and all those Lamore bands back in the day. Yeah, I think it's cool, too. Mike mentioned it before for, you know, it's sort of part of Dream Theater lore, like these three, you know, three of us marry three of them, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of people never got to see them, you know, because like they haven't played in 30 years or so. So this is kind of cool. To, to actually see what we've been talking about all these years, you know? Like do they do they view this as like a relaunch of the band or just to, coming to have some fun with their husbands? I think it's a relaunch of the band. You know, I think from here they could, 
you know, do take this, you know, wherever they want to go. They could tour, they could record and everything else. So I think it's a relaunching of the band. I'm pretty sure about that. Mike, your house is going to be totally empty between you being on the road. If she goes out and does her own thing, your son Max is out. Yeah. Your, your daughter's does act. I mean, you're, you're really empty nest right now, man. Yeah, it is. I don't want to say that. Someone's going to rob my house now, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Max just wrapped up a tour with Code Orange. He's been on the road with Code Orange all summer, and they just wrapped two nights ago. Now he's flying out. Oh, no, he's got the Aftershock Festival with Code uh, this next weekend, but then he's flies out and jumps onto a tour with Tala. Uh, and yeah, and Melody has been upstate filming a movie. So yeah, I mean, it's really cool. Like everybody's, everybody's busy and everybody's on the road and it's totally a, 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 a cool family situation where everybody's got things going on. Hey John, as the headliner yeah. on this tour, what's going to happen when the opening act gets chatty and doesn't like the amount of stage space they have or doesn't get a line check or <laughs> what's, how are you going to handle that, bro? <laughs> listen man listen i i i have two two personalities okay i have the nice husbandly john and then i have the on tour boss john so that's the one who's going to make an appearance <laughs> oh man this like I, like mike said this could go one this could go horribly wrong <laughs> all of a sudden I, you'll hear like one week in mean streaks off the tour there were too many problems they were being difficult <laughs> well it's so funny i already i already told my wife this morning she they have this intro tape and it was like two minutes long and she's like hey, that's cool i'm like that's great like how long's you set? So she said forty-five minutes. I said, "Well, make it forty-three minutes because yeah. <laughs> right. the intro tape comes off the set time." <laughs> so now you're it, going to put a limiter cool. at the a limiter at front of house. They only get X dB. They can't go any higher. Listen, you know what? Lights. I, there's listen. These are our wives. There's exceptions. We're not going to be you know <laughs> that this is but, they're, they're going to get treated very nicely, and the shows are going to be great. I learned this lesson because Mean Streak opened for Dream Theater back at the uh, the Chance of Poughkeepsie back in January of 93. And to this day, almost 30 years later, Marlene still gives me hell because our crew put their gear out on, out in the back door. Uh, and, in the snow. And to, in the snow. And to this day, almost 30 years later, she still gives me shit over that. So uh, I think we learned our lesson back then. <laughs> Well, also the fun thing about this and the, the the cool thing is that I have a lot of the Dream Theater crew, like most of the Dream Theater crew doing it. So the, the tour has all the professional guys, tour managers, techs, everything, you know, that are going to take care of both bands. And, and they already did a sound check with everyone. They're like, this is amazing. Sounds great. In-ears are great. Everyone's so nice. So I have it set up, Eddie, where it should go smoothly. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for the best. I can't wait to see what the rider demands are. No brown M&Ms, you know, <laughs> it, it could get really crazy. Um, John, I, I wanted to ask you this, too. You know, I had uh, your singer, James Labrie, on this show not long ago for his solo record. Yeah. And in talking to James, we were talking about uh, at, just short, shortly before that, Mike had gone to see Dream Theater for the first right. time ever since he wasn't in the band at the Beacon Theater. Yes. So when James was on, I asked him what that was like for him as the singer in the band and knowing Mike was there and reconnecting with Mike. And he said wonderful things. I mean, he really was felt great that that if there was an issue to be mended, it was, and the vibe was great. And he, he, he was really, it was very positive about the whole thing. How was that for you knowing 
that Mike was coming to the show and was out there? Like, uh, when, when did you, when did you guys first get connected on it and discuss it? Or did you, or Mike, did you just show up? How'd that go down? <laughs> Actually, uh, it, it was like fair, you know, only a couple of days before the show or something. Cause everybody was coming to the New York, New York, New York show anyway, like Marlene and Lisa and everybody, you know, so it was Mike was like, Hey, do you mind if I come? I'm like, yeah, come on down. Um, I felt bad for him because he was getting hounded in the audience. <laughs> uh, but it, it was great. I, I thought it was great. Uh, you know, I, we talked about, is this going to be weird? Is it going to be weird for you to watch the band for the first time? And um, uh, Mike, you can speak to that, but uh, I, I thought it was really cool. And I, you know, in any sort of situation where a band member leaves a band and, you know, any it can go in any which direction. I love when there's peace and love and camaraderie and, you know, because it's good for all of us. So that night really had a great positive feeling. It was really cool for me to see that, you know, and to see Mike and James and every just everybody, I don't know, reconnecting that in that way. Mike, yeah. what about for you? Yeah, you know, we, we talked about it already, but yeah, I mean, like John said, I think it, it was really good to, um, uh, well, to bury the hatchet mainly with James, to be honest. I mean, everybody knows, obviously, I've already been working with John again and working with Jordan again, and John Mayung lives right down the block from where I live, so he and I have, have seen each other and spent some time together. It was really, uh, I hadn't seen James in those 11 or 12 years, so really, for me, it was just a really great feeling to bury that hatchet and get to see him and, you know, give each other a hug and uh, just reconnect. So to me, that was the, the the best part of the evening was being able to really move forward with our relationship and put the past in the past. And then then there was the other side of the, the coin, which was seeing the band for the first time, you know, on the other side of the stage, which was definitely bizarre. It was definitely a strange feeling. I was trying to, like, trying to be as um, uh, hidden and I, I was trying to be as like discreet as possible. And then sure enough, James introduced me from the stage, which yeah. like, it's like, Oh man, it was like just what I was trying to be inconspicuous, but uh, it was, it was a bizarre feeling, but I, I have had that dream so many times through the years. Uh, there's been so many nights where I've woken up and I've had dreams of seeing dream theater and being at a dream theater show and I always wondered how it would feel and how if it would be awkward. And honestly, it it wasn't awkward. It it felt very natural. It felt like uh, being home with old friends. You know, even the people in the audience, it was like, you know, it, they were all so welcoming and loving. And it just felt like being back home again. So, uh, yeah, I'm really, really glad I did. It took me many years to to have the uh the courage for lack of a better word to actually do it, but I'm glad I finally did. And then uh, we just played rock and Rio together uh, last month, you know, dream theater was there and I was there with metal allegiance. So I uh, saw the guys there as well. So I, I really think all of that bullshit and drama from the past is, is far in the past at this point. And now on John's tour here, the whole dream theater crew is with us. So I really feel like I'm back at home with, with all the guys again, you know, even though I'm not in the band, um, I'm still here with, you know, with John and with the crew. And uh, there's just a really, it's just really nice to be at that point uh, once again. I agree. Well, I, and Eddie, I, I was just thinking, I wonder what Mike thinks of the set list as I was playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. Exactly. Oh, shit. Maybe I shouldn't have picked that song. No. Yeah. 
But but the other thing that I think is great about all this is for the fans because Dream Theater has a super passionate fan base, as you both know. And yeah. the fact that you've been able to fully reconcile like this to the point that your friends, that Mike's doing this tour with you, John, that Mike's was comfortable enough to come to see you, that James shouted him out. I think for the fan base, that's got to give everybody a really good feeling. And I imagine you picked up a lot of that uh, through in recent time. Oh, totally. You you see that right away, Eddie. It's like it makes people so happy to see that reconnection. You know, it's literally like any sort of post of a photo from that. Like just every comment is just literally like, I'm crying. This makes me so happy, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? More than any sort of controversial, stupid thing anyone could say, the overwhelming reaction is just a great feeling, a great positive feeling in the you know, the dream theater, Mike Portnoy, big community. And I love that. You know, yeah. it, it but be. John, you, you, you both are not oblivious to the fact either with that passionate fan base and with fans seeing how this is unfolded, where you're, he's playing on a record with you. He's touring with you. He came to see the band. Everyone's kind of together. You know, the fans are going to talk about that yeah. R word, uh, that reunion yeah. word. How words. have you addressed yeah. that amongst yourselves and internally with the band? Um, I mean, I've been very sort of uh, vocal about this and outspoken and um, and and very sort of careful about this to be clear with with my intentions and and Mike and I and, and are reuniting, you know, the stuff that we are doing together with my solo stuff, with liquid tension experiment, with Mike touring with me, this is its own thing. And Dream Theater is its own thing. And, and the history that we now have with Mike Mangini in the band, you know, for 12 years, it, it's important for me to make sure that people don't misunderstand this. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's not good for anybody, you know, it's, it, it's not that kind of like weirdness or controversy, just as we all know, it's, it's just toxic, you know? So I've been, I've been saying like, I feel maybe I'm selfish, but I feel so lucky that I get to do this with Mike, you know, and, and play live with him, play this instrumental music record and being in dream theater band, the dream theater band, being right. dream theater with, with Mangini. It's like, I kind of am spoiled to get like two of the greatest drummers in the world to be able to play with, you know, and I think it's important for people to know that and to have that clarity. I really do. So let me ask you guys both this and I'll let you, you go. And again, the tour with uh, John Petrucci solo tour, along with Dave LaRue, Dave LaRue and Mike Portnoy and special guest Mean Streak, which we just covered. Uh, that starts in two days. It starts on Wednesday, Providence, Rhode Island, runs through November 18th. Go to johnpetrucci.com to see if there's a date coming to you. Um, let me get from each of you what beyond this tour is going to be happening. John, for you, you finish this run in, in mid-November. I imagine then you're pretty much done for the year. What would uh what would 2023 look like for you and or Dream Theater or other stuff you have planned? Sure. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So holidays will kick in then. Dream Theater is going to continue touring in 2023. You know, just like everybody else, we were shut down for two years and have a lot of catching up to do. Um, we're supporting a view from the top of the world. We've, you know, even we've done extensive tours of U.S. and Europe, but even we played two shows only in Asia. We played like four shows in South America. There's a lot more ground to cover. So 2023 is going to be filled with dream theater touring. I'm, I'm certain of that. Have you guys talked about new music or still just working the last record? 
We're still working the last record. I, you know, I can't see us being back in the studio until roughly this time next year. You know, if you kind of just look forward to next year and you see the way it's going to lay out and they've got festivals and before you know it, it's August and you know, I, there's not going to be any, any, uh, studio work done before the fall. I highly doubt it. Yeah. So a new record Mike, wouldn't I, be till the following year. Sorry. Got it. No, that's cool. Um, and Mike, I, uh, I know the the Winery Dogs record is done. I I went to see Richie solo the night before you did. I think actually because I saw you went too. Uh, but I know I was talking to him a little bit. I know Winery Dogs is pretty much the twenty twenty three thing. Is that correct? Yeah, the album is uh, done, and uh, the tour dates are already getting booked starting in February. So we have a we'll we'll have a U.S. tour. Uh, throughout February and March and beyond. And we have other stuff on the calendar already, none of which has been announced yet, but it'll all be coming soon, uh, as well as info on the album. I think we're going to be uh, releasing info on the album very, very soon, possibly the next week or so. So that info, you know, with the release date and the title and the track listing, all that is coming extremely soon, as well as tour dates. But yeah, we, we pretty much have uh, 2023 as, uh, you know, the year of the dog. So we, you know, the three of us pretty much have, have the calendar uh, kind of dedicated to the winery dogs for as much work as needs to be done. Do you, uh, you think you'll get a song out from the record this year or not till next year? Yeah, actually we're set to uh, shoot a couple of videos as soon as John's tour is done. So John's tour ends uh, towards the end of November and me, Richie and Billy already have uh some dates on the calendar to, to get together and shoot some videos and get uh, a few songs out before the album comes out. So yeah, that's the plan. You could be hearing music as early as December or early January, depending on how quick we turn around the videos. The well, fact Mike, that the record. I, I Go ahead. John, what were you saying? I forgot to tell Mike, we added 30 more shows. <laughs> so you'll be home Christmas Eve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> and Mike, I'll be looking for that record to be showing up in my inbox any minute. I'm completely offended it hasn't already, but you know, I, I could email I could email it to you today, but I, I didn't know if you'd want it yet or if you'd want to wait till we get a little closer so you can get, get hyped on it. I hate that when we give you these albums so so close to finishing them, sometimes it's like four or five months from the release, and by the time it actually comes out, you're going to be over it and on to the next thing. Not not this. You guys are my boys. You kidding me? I, I, Richie said to me the other day, he's like, you don't have it yet? I go, no. He goes, I'll get it to you, but I, you know, you know Richie. But, uh, All right. yeah, I'll, I can't I'll wait. I'll get it to you today. What else, uh, what else Mike? Any, other, any of the other bands you're doing for next year? You got stuff carved out or no no the, the only other thing it's more of a prog thing not really for your audience but uh new transatlantic uh live dvd and blu-ray and live release i'm actually working on that now in between <laughs> learning all of john's songs i'm overseeing the the transatlantic uh blu-ray so uh yeah that'll be coming out soon as well but uh really the the main thing for me beyond john's tour is the winery dogs and John, last thing from you on gear, you're always got some, you know, some gear I see in the guitar magazines, whether it's your guitars yeah. or what have you, have any new stuff coming? You know what? We, we just, uh, we just released the new Ernie Ball Music Man colors for my uh, collection. And there, I wish I had, I do have one nearby. If anybody hears me, <laughs> bring a new guitar. Anyway, 
they're they're beautiful i just got my hands on them now for this tour and uh they're absolutely gorgeous so that's that's the latest um oh wait oh that that's an old one. Oh, that's there he goes one. mike's walking in to do oh, it it's nice not, it's not coming through thank you mike oh, no here's we can see in. it we kind of saw it uh, can you see that one i don't know if you can see yeah that. it breaks up oh, a little bit but it. we got the idea yeah, oh, yeah there you wait go a minute. yeah there you go oh yeah yeah the color's great yeah you see, oh John, Mike is multitasking. You called somebody to come help you, and he was right there to do it. <laughs> he's, not just gonna stay, he's not just going to stay behind the drums. He's going to be tour managing you by the end of the tour. Uh, exactly. <laughs> He'll be like, uh, yeah, I noticed on this shirt you spelled Providence wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, everybody go see Petrucci, Portnoy, Dave LaRue, special guest Mean Streak. Again, johnpetrucci.com is where you will get all your information. And it starts Wednesday. Providence, Rhode Island runs through November 18th, currently some dates in Canada towards the back end there. So look for a date near you wherever you're listening. Guys, great to see you. Thanks for the time. Good luck on the road. Hope to catch a show somewhere soon. And um, I'll try, I'm will try. i going to come to see your wives. I may stick around and watch you too if I yeah. make it. So uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to come set your priorities, Eddie. <laughs> come for Mean Streak. Stay for Petrucci if you have the time. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> That's the way well, you got to frame for- it to the wives. I'm just trying to keep the peace for you guys, you yeah. know? I'm, I can't wait, man. I'm looking forward to them getting out. It's been a long time. So people are going to love it. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, guys. Thanks. Cool, uh, enjoy the rest of your rehearsals. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Eddie. Thanks so much. Take care. Well, great to check in with Petrucci and Portnoy. Again, that was done over Zoom, as you could probably tell from the audio, which means if you're a SiriusXM subscriber, we'll get some video of that up for you on the SiriusXM app. Again, that interview happened this past Monday live on Trunk Nation, my daily SiriusXM radio show, Talkin' Rock Music, which is heard Monday through Friday live 3 to 5 Eastern, noon to 2 Pacific on SiriusXM channel 103, Faction Talk. You can also listen to full shows, audio, video, a whole lot more anytime you want by going to the SiriusXM app. If you're in the U.S. or Canada and you're not a SiriusXM subscriber, Come on board and join us, because if you're only listening to this podcast, you're only getting a tiny, tiny taste of what I do on the radio each and every day. Thank you for subscribing and listening to the podcast. And again, follow on social media at Eddie Trunk. I'll catch you next Thursday for another episode and hopefully on the radio on Faction Talk 103 every weekday starting at 3 o'clock Eastern. Have a good one.